Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In the Gun, episode number 75. It is game week. It is time to uh, begin to get you ready for the big showdown Saturday night out there in Happy Valley against those Nittany Lions. This is ITG In the Gun, your new favorite WVU football podcast. I'm Wesley Euler with the best teammates in the business, the signal caller, Jed Drenning, and our buddy Owen Schmidt, the runaway beer truck, who is uh, wrapping up football practice and uh, going to jump on here with us in the next 10 minutes or so. And as always, you guys already know this episode of ITG, brought to you in part by our friends at Bet Online, your number one source for all of your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, college football, and NFL on the way, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and get in on the action. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE when you sign up for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V at BetOnline, where the game starts. Speaking of games, uh, Jed here, preseason action wrapped up in the National Football League. Some Mountaineers to... uh, to update on and, and the the uh, the moving and shakings and the happenings of some of our former Mountaineers uh, in the National Football League. And um, for those of you who might not follow the NFL very closely, you might just be a WVU fan or a college football uh, person. Um, Trey Lance, who was a top pick of the 49ers just a couple years ago, he just got traded to the Dallas Cowboys this past week. With that, right, um, Will Greer finding out that his final preseason game with Dallas, or Dallas's final preseason game, I should say, was going to be his final game with the Cowboys. So a bit of an audition uh, for Willie G, if you will. And knowing that it was his last game with the Cowboys, that he was going to become a free agent. Well, all he did was throw for 305 yards, rush for 53 yards, and score four total touchdowns, two of those through the air and two on the ground. A heck of a performance, Jed, by our guy, Willie G. Um, singing for his supper a little bit, playing for his future. I tell you what, that's about as uh, about as good as you can go out there and do to make a statement that you belong on an NFL roster. If ever that phrase fit, it fits here, singing for his supper. That's exactly what he was doing, Wes. Uh, first of all, hats off to the Cowboy organization. Let, let's establish the fact no act is entirely selfless. It was probably what was best for their quarterback room uh, because obviously Trey Lance wasn't ready to play. Dak Prescott, they didn't want to play. They wanted to keep him on the shelf, so it made right. perfect sense to put Will out there and give him 60 minutes of action to you know, hop his wares and, and put his best foot forward, and boy, did he. Uh, we expect him to play pitch and catch. It was like the old Willie G. Uh, you know, very accurate, making solid decisions, but he was slippery. He was making some plays with his legs. I don't think I've seen him run like that since his first game was a Mountaineer at FedEx. FedEx he Field, yeah. Plays with his legs against Virginia Tech, but hats off to him. Something tells me uh, that he's going to land on his feet. Somebody else will pick him up. But to me, maybe the most powerful statement coming out of that game, first of all, you heard Will's remarks, very emotional. He grows attached to a locker room. He, it's genuine with what you're getting with that guy. He's a great teammate. But Dak Prescott's emotional remarks about yeah. Willie, you could tell he was talking about that. So uh, hats off to uh, Will Greer. Uh, nice uh, tweet I saw by Chad Greer, very proud of his son, should be. But something tells me, maybe even by the time the show's over, he's going to land on his feet and be somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. I mean, our loyal listeners know this, but for those of you who might not, I, I work in the NFL. I, I work for the Steelers and for iHeartRadio. So I watch a lot of football. 
with that, unfortunately, I watch a lot of preseason football and uh, I mean, I've been at three preseason games this year alone. Um, and I can tell you, there's a lot of bad quarterback player on national football league. And, uh, and what Willie G showed was not bad quarterback play. It was actually competent uh, quarterback play. So I'm with you. I know we're biased, obviously, but I would be very surprised if Willie G is not uh, finding himself on a roster or at least a practice squad, you know, here, here in the next few days, uh, Tuesday at 4 PM are when final cuts are due around the national football league and teams will obviously start signing free agents and guys that become available in that time period as well, too. So like Jed said, might not be uh, too much longer here before we get an answer on uh, on Mr. Greer's potential future. Uh, unfortunately for a former Mountaineer who was just starting his NFL career, Bryce Ford Wheaton, of course, just recently uh, finished up at WVU, was with the Giants, was having a really good training camp and preseason. Uh, by a lot of indicators and a lot of predictions from people who cover the team and around the team, he was a guy who, despite being undrafted, was uh, was in a great spot to make that Giants roster or, again, at least hang around on the practice squad, kind of like we've seen with that organization with David Sills for a few years. Well, unfortunately for BFW, uh, really sad injury, ends up tearing his ACL, and uh, he is now going to be done for the season. Uh, Jed, that stinks for for a guy who was just kind of knocking on the door of really getting that first NFL opportunity, and uh, obviously we wish him all the best and a speedy recovery. Yeah, we're not going to spend as long on this one because it's far more negative, but uh, I, I see it as an opportunity. Like you said, BFW had turned some heads in camp. Uh, obviously, the, the physical skills and the measurables have always been there, but he was actually making some plays in camp. Uh, and you hate to see him catch a break like this. Now, here comes another opportunity. That opportunity is to show his dedication and commitment to the rehab that's going to take to get back on schedule as the Giants plan for him or intend for him. So let's see how that goes for him. But uh, getting that uh, getting that weight, excuse me, getting that rehab room and get that thing right, do yeah. what you're told, show up. Exactly. In other words, this is the next level of commitment for Bryce Ford Wheaton. You were showing it on the field. Now, now let's show it in the training room. That's it. It's a tough hand to be dealt, um, but we've seen a lot of guys bounce back from those from those positions, and hopefully BFW is the next uh, great comeback story in that regard. Before we go to break here and get to our buddy Big Daddy back, see, this is season two of Big Daddy yes. Mariner coming up here, Jed. Uh, we got a poll up for you on our Twitter X, whatever the heck Elon Musk decides to call it this week, uh, platform account at In the Gun Podcast. Uh, poll brought to you by our friends at Toothman Ford, folks. We all know cars cost less in Grafton. So make sure you're uh, showing some love to Toothman as they do so much for uh, the NIL and the opportunities of our student athletes at WVU. The question we asked is on the road at number seven Penn State. Uh, it's a potentially the toughest test West Virginia has faced since. And a few options here. Uh, at number one, Miami, or sorry, number one, uh, Miami at home in 2002, LSU at home in 2011, uh, Alabama on the road, that neutral site Chick-fil-A kickoff game in 2014, or obviously, as always, we give you the other. Um, you can add in the in the comments there. Um, so, Jed, uh, not surprisingly, Alabama winning this comfortably with 71.5% of the vote, LSU in second, Miami in third. Um some people mentioned the 2013 Baylor game. Some people mentioned um, Oklahoma a couple of those years that the Sooners have been ranked in the top five and gone to the college football playoffs. Some people mentioned Miami from some of those different years. Yep. Uh, to me, my answer was I voted for Alabama as well, too. I mean, that's the greatest modern dynasty that we've seen in sports, probably, and what Nick Saban has done there. I mean, I guess maybe you could you could argue the Patriots. Is, I'm talking modern, 21st century, um, 21st century. Uh, you could talk about what the Patriots have done, what Alabama, Nick Saban, 
uh, have done that. That was my vote. And I'm not surprised at that, that, that kind of won comfortably because you don't see a team like that very often either, you know, especially since, since Miami left us. There were, as you touched on a handful of the, the mentions and the comments, I mean, obviously a lot from the big 12 to draw from, you talked about some of the Baylor teams, you talked about some of the Oklahoma teams, you could even mention, you know, the 2014 TCU team. Uh, so Maybe even TCU been, from last year. Or even TCU from last year. So, yeah, you could talk about any of those as challenges. To me, with Alabama so overwhelmingly winning, it's almost a touch of recency bias. And what I mean by that is, first of all, this was before Nick Saban truly got that engine fired up. This was Lane Kiffin's first year as O coordinator. It was Gibby's first year as D coordinator. And he had all this guesswork. Because we knew Alabama, for the first time, was going to enter the mainstream as a spread offense. Right, right. Old school three plays in a cloud of dust offense, which Nick had been all the way up through 2013. This was the first time a guy like Amari Cooper was actually put the great use in the perimeter in that offense. Uh, that was a team, of course, they were loaded. Derrick Henry, TJ Yeldon, I mean, defensively, Reggie Ragland, Landon Collins, Nick Perry. The names could go on, but I think there were many better Alabama teams down the line. That was a good there one. were, there were, there, there certainly were. And and I think that if you truly revisit what those best Miami teams were all about, wow, oh, I, they got I Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers, not those first yeah. round picks, those Hall of Famers up against just about anybody. And LSU didn't get a whole lot of love, which surprised. I thought it would be a little more balanced, but you know that was you know uh, Honey Badger, the whole Tyron Matthew, Maurice like, Claiborne, you know, yeah, defense and ugly offense and special Lattimore. Team. I mean, they had like three guys on that defense That's that right. had in the secondary alone that had great NFL careers. I mean, it, it was like Beckham was on that team, but he wasn't utilized, right? Right. So same with Jarvis Landry, Jarvis right? Landry I think wasn't as well utilized. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, anyway, I, I think what it speaks to is the measure of the team we're about to face on Saturday. That's why it was, I thought it was worth this conversation. I mean, every so often West Virginia faces a team of this caliber, or at least what you're anticipating to be of this caliber. And Penn State's right up there in terms of the top first round picks they're going to churn out, the depth they have, uh, the big games they're going to be in, some of which they're going to win. So that's what you're potentially looking at with this Penn State team. And I thought it warranted, Maybe a poll like that to see what people's thoughts might be. Well, I tell you what, good stuff, good reaction on that poll, some good conversation. Um, and, you know, speaking of big time games, big time opponents, uh, Jed and Skyler doing a great breakdown on our previous episode of ITG of the largest crowds that uh, the WVU has ever played in front of. We can argue about potentially the toughest test, but after this weekend, the largest crowd will not be an argument. Um, good stuff from uh, from Jed and Skyler. If you want to check that episode out this week as you get ready uh, for Mountaineers and Nittany Lions on Saturday night in prime time. We're going to take a break. When we get back on the other side, our friend, your friend, all of our friends, Big Daddy Mariner will join us to talk all things Mountaineers and Nittany Lions. You are in the gun. I'm talking with J.R. Toothman of Toothman Ford. J.R., everybody knows a lot of pro athletes buy from you. What's the secret? Just like Will Greer, future Hall of Famer Frank Gore, James Washington, and many more pros, these guys have financial advisors that are always looking out for them to save time and money, and that's why they always shop at Toothman Ford. And what if you're like us regular folks that don't have people giving us advice? You don't need a financial advisor. Toothman Ford will save you time and money no matter who you are. Plus, we'll buy your car even if you don't buy from us. Visit ToothmanFord.com and get a quick, instant cash offer. 
That sounds like a score to me. That's right. And as always, we'll take anything in trade from chicken wings to Super Bowl rings. Toothin' Board's got a lot of fans. Here's another one. QB Will Greer. This is Will Greer, former West Virginia and current NFL quarterback. And cars really do cost less than Grafton at Toothman Ford. That's a fact, Will. Thanks. You can shop online anytime at ToothmanFord.com. For more West Virginia Mountaineer football content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at InTheGunPodcast. For nearly 20 years, Fortis has been the nation's leader in providing guaranteed roof performance programs for commercial buildings. Fortis offers roof performance solutions that feature extensive initial and ongoing reconditioning for commercial buildings as an alternative to traditional replacement with long-term performance guarantees that are backed by global leader Lloyd's of London. Fortis offers a comprehensive range of roof performance management programs that provide financial security, extend the life of our customers' roofs, and make a significant impact on ROI. Fortis is currently improving performance and increasing ROI for customers at more than 4,800 locations, with more than 140 million square feet protected, including many Fortune 500 companies that have turned to Fortis to save money, gain financial certainty, and extend the life of their existing roofs. Fortis has helped customers save more than $520 million in capital roof replacement costs for an average ROI of over 250%. To learn more, visit fortis.us.com. Fortis, roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. Let's go, Mountaineer fans. You're tuned in to In the Gun with Wes, the runaway beer truck, and the signal caller. Back in the gun here. It is our second year of uh, doing this WVU football podcast, our second season uh, around Mountaineer football here. And with that, it's season number two of Big Daddy Mariner as well. Uh, Sean, if you were going to be season two of a show, what season two of a show would you be? I'm going to immediately say, because it's a little bit of recency bias, Justified. Justified season two with the Bennett clan, Mama Moonshine, best season of Justified, no question. My son would be so happy to hear that. That's what I think. Justified, not, yeah. I will probably be more compared to season two of The Wire, um, widely considered season two. What about The Bear? You watch The Bear, Sean? Did I watch the bear? Did I, I mean, watch season three two three times the, on vacation and the Christmas, my eyes out? the Christmas, ah, the Christmas episode season two I every episode when, when spoiler alert, Scott, put it up there. Spoiler alert. When he presents Jimmy with the little, with the banana at the oh, end. God. Made you cry, didn't it? You. Declan walked in one time while I was watching on my Kindle and I had to like, reorient myself because my two-year-old son saw me just like sobbing watching a show this this is 40 big daddy this is is 40 Uh, all right well we're our only recurring character wes um yeah i think so he's he's our church lady i'm so sorry i think so hey we're snl you're interested right i'm interested to see how this character arc evolves here i mean does he stay face? Does he turn and heel here at some point? Is his lightsaber still green or has it yeah. changed colors? Uh, I mean, I'm going white. I'm out. <laughs> Sean, uh, Penn State, Happy Valley, Beaver Stadium, right? I mean, they they haven't played since you and I were kids. Um, mm-hmm. But first thing, you think Penn State, you think about this game Saturday. Where's your mind wander? Uh, I'm excited. I've never been to a game at Beaver Stadium. So I'm very, very excited to see what that's going to be like. I have a Off in the Jerry. What? <laughs> Popping the cherries. Oh, <laughs> one and done. 
I, so I've got a lot of friends that have been there, lifelong fans. One of my college roommates, brother-in-law went there. Like I've visited Penn State to hang out with them and do collegiate things, but never again. Been up a couple times to film WVU running and like cross-country meets and everything. But this is going to be the first time at the big house. One of, uh, one of my correlations with state colleges growing up, every single summer, the Mariner clan, LeMoyne, Big Mike, and tubby little baby Sean got in the car ate breakfast at a diner in Blairsville, then took the back way up to State College for the Pennsylvania State Forestry Fair, and then ate at Haas's on the way back home in Bedford and went back to Old Marshall County. I love that you call it the big house. Shots fired. Yeah. I love it. I'm I'm ready to see it. <laughs> it's it's bigger than the big house, isn't it's it? It's bigger than the big house. Yeah, it's bigger than the so big house. What's the really the, the big house here yep. are we talking about? I love that story from you, Sean, too, because when I so I've got family in Carlisle, PA, also mm-hmm. big Penn State fans, big Penn State people, lots of aunts and uncles and cousins that that went to school there. Um, and I used to spend a week out in Carlisle with my family every summer, and my grandpa would meet my mom in Bedford at that hostess as well, and we would have yep. lunch there, and then I'd go with my grandpa for the week, and my mom would drive back home. So all roads widely lead to the hostess in Bedford. Widely considered the best hostess, I think. I think that was a universal truth. It's my truth. It's your it's truth. That's all, that matter. That's all that matters to me. Um, so listen, this crowd, here's what you guys need to know, okay? A couple, couple spoiler alerts. They're like – I don't know. They're almost like a, I don't know, Taylor Swift. No, you know what? It's almost like it's, it's a very church, like congregation, like feel like they have a lot of things that the jumbotron says something or plays something. And everybody in that place knows what to do. And they all do one thing. And then they all do the other thing. And they all do this thing. And they all do that thing. Now it's impressive. It also says to me that they're way too sober at those games, because if you had had as many beverages as you should, like Owen and I do before we go to the games, all right, we're too drunk for all that fancy stuff. All right. I ain't got time for all of this, but it's just random yelling from you two. One, one or random naps from Owen yeah. on my sho- on my shoulder at halftime. Um, the one thing that they do though that is pre- and they, they sing songs and jump up and down and do all this different stuff and they got pom poms and all this. It's very SEC like in in a lot of ways. But the one cool thing that they do do, I'll tell you guys that you got to be on the lookout for is they do the wave. Okay, but I hate the wave like the normal just wave. I hate it. It drives me crazy. I think it's dumb. I think it's overplayed. I think for whatever reason, whenever my team's fans do it, they always end up losing the game. They do, though, like synchronized wave. Right. So it goes around the stadium once in normal or or twice in normal wave and then it stops and then it goes back the other way a couple of times and then it stops and then it breaks in half and goes around two ways. It was again, impressive, but I'm too drunk for that fancy stuff. Yes. I I am interested to see again, Wes, you said they haven't played since we were kids. 92 was the last time we played them. I'm seven years old. I, I don't remember anything Penn state other than the run uh, I believe uh, Jet had a touchdown in that 92 game that was pretty good. Sound, but, sounds right. And But I have no correlative memories of that like I do playing other teams. But not a shot fired here, but we went to Virginia Tech last year. That was my first time at Virginia Tech. Sandman was okay. It, everybody had built it up into this thing. I liked it. I was happy I got to be there. But it was not this earth-shattering, completely stadium-shaking thing that it had been built up to be. So I'm in, I'm interested to see what over a hundred thousand is like. They won't they won't let you down. We we've, we've been to Texas, right? We, we've been to big places before, but but yeah. this this I'll, is you and I were in the locker room at Virginia Tech last year, and we both looked at each other, 
Yeah. And normally we'd hang out for a little bit longer, but we're like, we don't want to miss Sandman. So yep. both of us left the locker room and headed out of the corridor to make sure we were out on the field in time for it. And again, it was pretty cool, but I yeah. really don't know how you could live up to the expectations exactly. the hype that, that we'd walked into. But but Big Daddy, we we've been we did a show this week, the 10 largest crowds in the history of West Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've worked seven of them now. It just tells really? you I'm getting old, but you've been there for a lot of them. Yeah. And four through 10 were all losses. One yeah. through three were all wins. And they were all at Texas. Yep. 2012, 2018. What was it? 16 with the weird, like 16. Skyler, the weird Skyler, Skyler we Howard the in the middle of the yeah. field waiting to see if the game was over. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, listen, I'll tell you guys this. Uh, now, I do think it's, to be fair, and I'm not, trying to make excuses for Virginia Tech. Like I think if Virginia Tech was ranked in the top 10 and that Agreed. was a and that was a Saturday night primetime game instead of a third instead of a weeknight, I bet you yeah. you would have been a little more impressed. But I've been to two games at, at Beaver Stadium before, both in primetime, both against Ohio State, and I was not underwhelmed. Let's put it that yeah. way. I like I've been to the Big House, I've been to a Michigan Notre Dame game as well too in Ann Arbor, nighttime primetime game. It wasn't even – it was like a high school football game compared to Penn really? State. And, and it wasn't even close. The atmosphere at Michigan, if it if it was a – it was a three or a four to Penn State's ten. I mean, I, I think you guys will be – as much as I hate giving them credit in this regard, yeah. their, their atmosphere is pretty sick. Well, when they announced it was going to be a night game on a Saturday night, me, my friends, like my Penn State people, I was immediately like, is this, are they going to blow the whiteout game early? Like, are we going to be the whiteout game right out of the game? It's pretty close to one. It's it's pretty much one in spirit, right? But yeah, I got it's the helmet like, strike oh, game. If we're there and it's the whiteout game, like this is just going to be insanity. It's insane. It's it, like, guys, I literally, I, I said this to, to Jed and Owen on, I think the last episode that we all recorded together. One of the years when I was there against Ohio State, I was using the bathroom and like the second quarter, you know, like the, the tailgate had finally caught up to me and it's like early second quarter and I, I got to go take a leak, right? Like I am in the bathroom underneath the student section and like, it's all like open air, like it's an old stadium, right? So it's all like open air, like you can see up through all the rafters and all the steel work and everything. And it's literally like shaking, like the stadium is shaking above the bathroom. Dust I'm is like, falling onto oh, you. Oh, yeah, like legitimately like looked like something that you see, like when you see videos of like, like, I don't know, like big, huge soccer stadiums in like Argentina, you know what I mean? And like yeah. the, whole, the whole upper section is like bouncing. It was incredible. Like I remember being like, holy crap, like this might not be safe. Like yeah. they had a period in time where they had to stop playing zombie nation for like two years yeah. so that they could do re structural repairs to the student section yeah. because it was so loose from them jumping up and down and going like they could not play zombie nation in the stadium for two years because they had to do structural repairs to the integrity of like the lower bowl. It's again, I feel dirty. I'm going to need to go shower as soon as we get off here. Cause I'm saying these nice things about Penn state, but I think you guys will be impressed. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, Skyler's listening in, our producer. Uh, I think I'm going to give you last year's largest Penn State crowd and last year's smallest Penn State crowd. We're all four going to guess. Okay. Price is right style, right? And okay. see who comes closest. We'll revisit it next week to see who comes closest. So, last RIP year, Bob Barker. RIP, <laughs> RIP Bob, Bob Barker. Barker. RIP. And where's fact, our chicken? Where's our chicken honor. noodle soup and our ginger ale in honor of? Let's do it in honor of the late Bob Barker and have your pets debate. Okay, so three, six, Last year, seven home games. Their smallest crowd 
was Michigan State. And that was, I'm writing this down, 105,154. That was their smallest. Their largest crowd was Minnesota. Beanie Bishop played in this game. Okay. 109,813. So, with that frame of reference, let's all four guess who wants to go first. Lowest, 105, 154. Highest, 109, 813. That doesn't mean they can't have some, I guess they have standing room only to get that higher, higher. Are they going to break that? Whatever number you want to float out there, let's, Skyler, if you're documenting our guesses, then we can double back next week and see who comes closest to win. What is official, official capacity for Beaver Stadium? That's what I was just trying to look up here. Give me one second. The official capacity is, wait, where was it? It was just right there, 106.572. Okay, so that Minnesota game had some standing room only action. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Their record attendance is uh, 110.889. So 110,000. Yeah, Ohio State 2018. 110,889 is their attendance record. Okay, I okay, I I think I'm ready to guess. You guys ready? Yep, I'm Go with ahead. you. Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to think the buzz surrounding this team, the fact that it's a 7:30 kick, the fact that again we had the novelty effect with Texas back in 2012. Big Daddy, you'd agree? Yes. Easily the most energy we've ever seen in that building at DKR was that first year when we were Absolutely. the newbie the new conference team then played us in a long since yep. the 50s in that building okay so i think the novelty effect does play a role against an old regional foe i'm not going to call it a rivalry i think we got a shot because of all this record setting buzz up in the penn state nation we have a chance to break that that crowd record because of the buzz surrounding this team because it's a 7:30 kick and just because we haven't played them in 30 years that's a little bit of a wrinkle I think we have a shot to break that one ten eight eight nine with standing room only. I think we got a shot. Again, these people are fired up about this twenty twenty three Penn State team up there. They are eating with a big spoon. And and so we I, are I do think they all want to be part of this to kick off the season, no matter who they're playing. And it helps a little bit that it's a team they haven't got to see in thirty years, yeah. and they think they're going to show up and just have their way with us, knock us around, and they want to be part of it and bear witness. I think we got a shot to break that record. So I'm going over on the one. T- I'm going to say 110 and even 900. You got it, Skyler? 110,900. That's an ambitious guess. So that would be beating it by 11 seats right. in and seats. 11. I, just, I don't want to underestimate the buzz up there in Happy Valley around this team right now. Yeah. Even by their standards, it's crazy buzz. I agree with that. It is, it is a big buzz team. I do know a lot of people from West Virginia that are going up to this game. This is a bucket list game for many people our age who never really got to see them. That said, I do think that Ohio State late in the year, both of them are normally in contention. That that always, I think, trumps even what a really big, big old regional foe can be. I still think we have a chance at top three, top five all time. I'm going to go... 110,423. Wow. That would be the fifth biggest crowd in yeah, history. Yeah. Let's shoot yep. for it, baby. All right. All right. Um, let's see here. I so I ooh, I 
We stand. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a little bit more than their largest game last year. Um, the hype, the holiday weekend, the you know border states who don't play very often and two fan bases that that love football and love a party as well too. I'll tell you guys this though, right? Everybody knows this. What's one? What's the one thing we know about these Big Ten schools? A lot like these SEC schools. They they touch themselves to the thought of the conference that they're in, right? I mean, the Big Ten, oh, it's the Big Ten. The SEC, oh, it's the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. They're going to want that attendance record. Oh, it's against Ohio State. It's a Big Ten game. Look how many people are there. So I think we get close. I'm going to go with a number that would be the, da, 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 looks like, uh, 10th biggest crowd, 11th biggest crowd in stadium history, a little bit more than they had for their opener last year. I'll go 109,889. So 109,889. All right. Now we got to hear from the guy that was part of the yeah, uh, Big O's doing the math. The New York head, Yankees. Right? That's what the that's what the 06, 05, 06, 07 Mountaineers refer to. Yeah. The Yankees. We used to go on the road and sell them out, right? Wear the hat. So let's let's hear it, Big O. So uh Wes, you went 109. Is that what you just is that what you did? Yeah, 109.8. I'm gonna do 109 even. Ooh, I like oh, that. Oh, man. There's some strategy there, I think. Yes, yes. He's price is right rolling us. You might get to roll the wheel at the end for the showcase. Now, Jed, here's one for you. I'm surprised that you uh didn't bring this up in your research. Okay. Twice, twice before twice before in Beaver Stadium history, the largest game was against WVU. Oh, we are. Before, we have some Penn States in our top 10 before, or a top 20, especially. But yep, as you can see, yep. here's the conversation we had. Not just that game, but the LSU game, the Auburn game. What you see yep. is the expansion of these stadiums over the course of the last 15, 20, 30 years, because we sold those stadiums out in those Penn State games. Matter of fact, one year it was 80 some thousand sold out. It was 86, 86, 86, three in 1983. That was the, that was a, a stadium record there for 15 years before they did renovation. 6,000 in like 91 or so. Right. Really? Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, let's but again, see it here. didn't seat as many in, in 91. Yeah, right. Yes. And then there, we had their for, throughout the sixties and the seventies until they did renovations. We had, uh, we had theirs. their stadium, their stadium yeah, record as well too. So twice bigger and bigger. Same with LSU. We, yeah. You know, we were a sellout, Big Daddy, in 2010, mm-hmm. 2009. Let me see. Yeah, 2010, 2010 that was my first season. The, yep. Patrick, the Patrick Peterson game. Mm-hmm. and uh, But it, the stadium's larger now. Yeah. So it didn't. It wasn't a 100,000-seat stadium. Tiger Stadium wasn't. Right, right. Not many of these were, and now so many of them are. There's a and that's like what – that's like we'll never get close unless they change something with Mountaineer Field to the attendance record for WVU because it was back 000, when the, yeah. it was when the end zone was open before they turned it into suites. So yeah. And that was a lot of standing room only too that Miami game. It was. It absolutely yeah. was. And that was what, a little over 70, I think, right? Like 72, 73, 71, I want to say. We pushed 71. 68. Like the Pitt game in 89 had 68. Bot Tech in 03. Virginia Tech like in 03. 67, I yeah. think. 67 is what we pushed but for But the it. stadium's like seven or 8,000 seats smaller now. Yep. So yeah. yeah. Yep. Because you do it in the name of the sweets, baby. The but yeah, no, that's interesting. I didn't know that that twice, twice in uh twice in our history, we had had the uh the joint attendance record there with Penn State, uh, in the '60s and in the '70s until renovations, and then in the '80s and the '90s until uh until renovations as well, well you know too. Who Penn so, State traditionally considered their regional rivals back in the day. Yeah, like Temple, right? Rutgers and Maryland. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right, Maryland. Yes. That's right. That was crazy. Strange, but. 
as long as it wasn't Pitt. Well, listen, when 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 Penn State and Pitt are both so sanctimonious, they would rather just argue about who cares more and who needs who more than, than actually play what would be one of the best rivalries in college sports. Yeah, I'm not surprised that they'd actually that. They'd be like, well, let's uh, go, let's go see Rutgers instead. Actually, and Pitt would be like, yeah, we'll go talk to Syracuse. Yeah, let's do it. Bunch of freaking squares. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Anything else, Big Daddy? Anything that we missed on? You know, speak now or hold your peace till the next time we have you on the program. I'm I'm just ready to get up there. I want to see what we this gotta, is we all gotta about. We got to convene on the sidelines and get a yep. plan together, Big Daddy. Yes, and figure it we out. Always have something cooking. Know. Yeah, pregame oh, yeah. we always get something cooking. Hey, watch for this. Watch for that. Do this. That. We'll have a plan. We'll have a strategy. Yeah. We'll be locked in. Don't worry, gang. Yeah, <laughs> me and Big Daddy will team up and get something working. We'll be locked in. Don't worry, gang. I'm listen. I'm. I know you guys are professionals. All right. I know you guys. Just got when the trip, wave, though. when the wave goes. All right, and the wave. You know what's pretty cool too? Like it breaks and it goes opposite directions. Like I was telling you guys, and then they like speed it up, and then they slow it down. I was. I was a really big. It's impressive. But they're too sober. Way too. It way too sober. Dominant. Way too sober. Oh, and Wes, what was it when we were little? They're not dominoes, but you remember the 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 like neon colored blocks that you would set up and they would oh. what were they called yeah those, i was obsessed with those declan my son is getting obsessed with them too so we're watching youtube like crazy on that stuff that's what i'm envisioning like the waving of all of those yeah, i'm so old as I, I, I can't get out of my head slinky the slinky a wonderful wonderful thing yes that's how old i am that's how old i am you're like ace ventura going down the stairs at that monk temple and and then on uh when nature calls right oh <laughs> uh, yeah gentlemen enjoy it i'm i am it, it, it's funny sean you said like that bucket list thing like wh- whenever they announced this game 10 years ago like if you would have told me at any point in the last nine years that i wasn't going to the game i would have been like no no chance like i'm definitely going to that game but i have two kids under the age of two the game's at 7 30 at night and hotel huh? rooms are eight hundred dollars a piece, and you have now to get have two. You have to you have to get two nights as well, too. Yeah, exactly. So uh, unfortunately, I, I would rally. not be there. Would you say that again? What'd you say? Domino rally. Domino rally. Right. That's okay. it. <laughs> I love how Owen just had a light bulb. Got it. <laughs> Doesn't like care about the game researching. at this point. Yeah. He's doing no breakdown. He's all. He was not. He was just. Right he was just. Like, I knew it was dominoes, dude. I knew it was a domino thing. And then I'm like looking it up. I'm like, all right, yep. He was just smiling and waving for those two minutes there while he was trying to trying to figure out. He's what your Hasbro was. lifeline under the table, um, Google, so you couldn't see the hands. Because yeah, I mean, it, you know, like Sean said, I mean, it's been 30 yes. years, 31 years. It might be another 30. You know, Sean and I might be in our 60s. We might be pushing 70 by the time uh, be WVU ever goes out to Penn State, out to Happy yeah. Valley again. I'll be pushing daisies next time what happens. Um. So, but <laughs> but I can't complain. All right, I'll be. I I've been fortunate to go to go to a lot of games like you two. So it's I can't complain. But yeah, everybody who's going, enjoy it. It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a heck of an atmosphere, and uh, hopefully one where our boys will will stand tall and and they'll they'll make that atmosphere last well into the fourth quarter and keep those keep those fans engaged and on the edge of their seats and and all those different things. Uh, Sean, thanks, partner. We appreciate it. Good good start here to season two of Big Daddy. Daddy. I you think I tell you, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna rock it up. We're gonna always rock it up. Uh, the one thing that we ask of you, as always, is to be an ear and tell an ear about your new favorite WVU football podcast. A final thank you to our friends at Fortis for roof performance and financial security guarantee. Visit Fortis.us.com for Big Daddy, the signal caller, and the runaway beer truck. I'm Wes Euler. You have been in the gun.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.